Hey there, it's Ask Dr. Paul, and today's question is, what are the signs or signals that tell me I'm getting bad quality health care? Now, we know everyone wants the very best medical care at all times, but in our imperfect world, it's really likely that sometime during your lifetime, you will experience less than perfect health care. So how do we recognize when this is happening, and how do we deal with it so that we can actually help ensure we do get the very best health care? So one of the key questions here that I want to dig into is, what does it mean for you to receive professional care and treatment? So the first thing to look for is a very good doctor or healthcare provider to patient relationship. Those dynamics are critical to not only people understanding what healthcare condition they need to treat or help you with, but also to figure out the very best treatment plan. So if you see that your doctor, healthcare provider don't have time to talk to you, or if you see a lack of openness and communication, or if people dismiss your questions or concerns about the treatment that you're getting or a diagnostic test that may be performed or other process in the clinic, then that's a red flag. If you find that you're not able to spend adequate time with a consultant or in a clinic visit to get your questions answered, that's a red flag. You got to be careful about that. Also, if you feel like you are rushed through a clinic visit, that the nurses or staff are pushing you through from one thing to another, or the doctor or healthcare provider are just rushing through the motions in the clinic and you're not being listened to, that is a very big red flag. The other thing to watch out for, which is a little more challenging, but I can help you out with, is if your clinic or healthcare provider or any place you go is using outdated technology or refusing to adopt new proven treatment methods. And this is where you have to become educated about what your condition is and what the potential treatments are as well. They also may be disregarding current evidence-based medical practices. You know, one of the reasons why I study at literally every day while I do continuing medical education, while I attend conferences and other sessions or workshops is to stay abreast or stay on top of all the current evidence-based knowledge that we have about medical conditions. And one thing I can tell you is that this is changing literally every day. So textbooks that were written a year or two ago, they can become quickly outdated. It's one of the reasons why when you're talking with your healthcare provider, you can ask them, what is the latest evidence say about my condition or this treatment? Ask about clinical trial data. Ask about publications in peer-reviewed journals. If they either don't know the answer to these questions or they don't know where to find this information, that is a very big red flag. If you talk with your doctor or healthcare provider and you start talking about their ongoing training and professional development, that's a fair question. Some healthcare providers may or may not be attending appropriate educational programs. If they are not, then they are not staying abreast of the latest treatments and they're not aware of what the current side effects are of medications, current efficacy or clinical effectiveness, and they might not even know the most recent diagnostic test that could be performed to help in diagnosing your condition or even following progression to treatment or progression in response to treatment. The other thing I wanted to make sure you know about is if your healthcare provider is not able to schedule a follow-up clinic visit in a reasonable time period, then you have a challenge with erratic or infrequent scheduling of visits, and that's a red flag. You need to make sure that they can see you in follow-up at appropriate intervals so that things don't get lost in the shuffle, that you don't get lost in the busyness of their clinical practice. And if you are not 
seeing that, you're not feeling comfortable with that kind of scheduling and that frequency of follow-up, that's a red flag. Use your gut instinct and talk with a loved one, talk with your friends or family, and really talk it out with your healthcare provider. Because if there's no no clear treatment plan, or if they haven't communicated what that treatment plan is, it's going to be very important that you find a new healthcare provider or consider at least doing that, getting a second opinion even. It's important because many times treatment plans will change and they change in response to new clinical data that comes about as a result of clinical trials or new evidence that's published in journals and your doctor or healthcare provider need to know what that information is. And if they don't, that's a big red flag. Also, if you have a test or procedure performed, like a chest x-ray or laboratory test, and you don't get the result back within a few days or several days, I would say within a week at least, then that is a red flag. You need to make sure that they are communicating the results, even if it's a negative or normal test result. It doesn't matter. You need to know what the results are of that test. You need to record it in your personal home medical record inventory and data on your computer or on your personal MyChart or online healthcare system or even on your paper files at home. Very important that you have these results so you can refer to them later in follow-up when you see other healthcare providers and you can take that to visits when you go into a clinic or a healthcare provider. Now look around the facilities and the organization, the system that your doctor or your clinic uses for your place of treatment. Now it could be a hospital, it could be a regular clinic, or it could be another environment, but that environment should be clean and it should be safe. You should feel like when you walk into that environment, this place is well cared for, they're cleaning it, and you don't see dirt or trash or garbage around, and you also see that the surfaces, the countertops, the sinks, and everything else are clean and well-organized. If they are not using cleaning protocols or environmental safety protocols, and you feel like it's not a good environment, then you need to find a new healthcare provider. You do not have to stay in that kind of environment. No one should have that kind of treatment, in my opinion. The other thing I would say is that look around at the facilities If the equipment does not seem to be maintained, let's say there's a broken blood pressure cuff or a broken seat or chair or a broken countertop or the machines that are there in the clinic don't seem to be working or well-maintained, that is a red flag. You need to look for a healthcare provider always that maintains their equipment, and that's a matter of your own safety, to be honest. Also, look at the administrative procedures that your clinic uses. So that means things like billing and insurance. Are they helping you communicate with insurance carriers? Are they making sure that you get your bills on time? Are they helping you identify how you can pay those bills, what needs to be paid, what will be covered by insurance? All of that should be very transparent and you should feel empowered to talk with your healthcare provider and ask them these questions about billing especially. Now, administratively also, if you find it difficult to call up your healthcare provider and schedule an appointment, or if you have to wait a very long time to get an appointment or wait on the phone a very long time, that to me is a red flag. It means that they're not serving you as the patient or the person with a healthcare condition, and that's important. You need to make sure that when you are 
communicating with a clinic or healthcare provider that they are listening to you and responding to your needs in a timely fashion. Also, in regards to this kind of feedback and response, I believe it's very important that you pay attention to what are the reputations of the healthcare providers that you're going to. You can look on Google nowadays, or there's some other websites like HealthGrades and other sites that will give reviews or allow people to give reviews of healthcare providers. These are being used more and more and more. I believe WebMD also has this kind of function. But the bottom line is that if you see negative reviews or complaints from patients, either you need to talk with your healthcare provider about these complaints that you found online and hear their explanation, or you need to look for a new healthcare provider. I would also be very careful when you're looking at your healthcare to make sure that there are no reports of misdiagnosis or medical errors. You can also check online to see if there's been any legal action or malpractice suits against that healthcare practitioner or against the facility that you may be planning to go to or going to now. All of these are very important. They fit in the big picture. If there is a pattern of low-quality care, of not really serving the patient or serving you or serving other people, then it is completely within your rights to uh, look for a new healthcare provider. I also look at your own personal feelings and outcomes. What is your gut feeling intuition telling you? Are you feeling uncomfortable or not trusting your healthcare provider? Do you have concerns that are not being addressed or are just dismissed out, out of hand by the healthcare provider? They're not listening to you. Do you sense a really lack of a genuine concern or empathy from the healthcare provider? These are all red flags that would say to you, I need to start looking for a new healthcare provider. The other thing I would say is, if you see a lack of progress or deteriorating health in yourself or a loved one even, and this could potentially mean that either the treatment plan is not working or you need to find a plan B for treatment. That also indicates that you need to be talking with a healthcare provider and working with them in a collaborative fashion so that you understand what the expectations are should be, uh, from a treatment and understand also when things might get worse temporarily and when you might or expect to get side effects from a drug or a treatment. Also, if a, you have a chronic condition like diabetes, for example, and you're not getting better or your care seems to be not high quality enough and your condition is worsening, this is a red flag. If you have any chronic condition, it could be heart disease, cardiovascular disease, it could be diabetes, high blood pressure, any condition where you're seeing a degradation in your health or things are getting worse or not feeling better, this is a red flag. You need to talk with your healthcare provider and figure out what is being done, what maybe what they're not doing, and even consider getting another opinion or finding a new healthcare provider because no one should feel like that. I would also say another red flag is the non-transparent communication. If you can't get access to your medical record in a timely fashion, or if you can't get results from a test or any kind of procedure you had, then that means you may need to find a new healthcare provider. If you have lack of clear explanations about your treatment or even the medications or what to expect from medication, that is something you need to watch out for and ask questions. Make sure it's clear what the treatment plan is and what the medications are. And if you're not being informed of the risks and alternatives to treatments and the benefits of a procedure, for example, then you need to find potentially a new healthcare provider. So 
let's talk about a few action steps. Number one, stay informed. Always need to educate ourselves on our condition. What are the latest treatments? What are the treatment options? And where can I go for care for this particular condition? Where can I get the best care? Number two, never hesitate to get a second opinion. I have said this before and I would say it again. It's very important always to consider another opinion from another healthcare professional in the same profession or same specialty perhaps and get that new perspective. Another second opinion is not going to offend the first person who gave you that diagnosis. And if it does offend that first healthcare provider, then you should not be going back to them in any case. Number three, open communication. Make sure that you are talking to your healthcare provider, that they are listening to you, and make sure to tell them about changes in how you're feeling. It could be a new pain or a new experience, but make sure you communicate that to your healthcare provider always. Very important, even the most minor thing, because sometimes minor things can turn out to be very important clues to your healthcare condition or a new treatment option. Fourth, document, write down everything. I will say this a million times, but it's so important that you keep detailed records of every condition that you have, what treatments you've received, when you received them, what the treatment was, what the response was to the treatment, what the medications were that you got for that procedure or that treatment, and what some of the interactions or side effects are that you experienced from that treatment, that medication, or that procedure. Fifth, know your rights. It's very important that you familiarize yourself with the patient rights. Very often, a healthcare provider or a health system will publish these patient rights online. It's very important that you make sure you know how to advocate for yourself, but also to seek out help like from an ombudsman, which is often someone who's employed by the health system to help in that communication, to be your best advocate in the case where you may not be getting the best experience with a healthcare provider or in a health system. Number six, engage with patient communities. I've said this before, but it's so important when you're talking to other people with the same healthcare condition, you will have some revelations about their experience and then reflecting on your own clinical experience about things that maybe you could be doing to help, help improve your own health. Even you may learn about a new treatment that you didn't hear about before, or you may learn about a new side effect that's been observed in a small group of patients, and people may even know where to get new information from a credible source that be online or from a organizational source or from a webinar or course that you could attend. That is part of our responsibility as patients to understand and communicate with people um, around a condition. Learn as much as you can. This is really the bottom line message. Now, number seven, I think you need to research your healthcare facility. Look at reviews, look at the ratings, and look at any reported issues about your healthcare provider. Do that background checking, that background look at your healthcare provider. And this information is now often available online for free. And you can look at ratings from government agencies or from other uh, peer-reviewed organizations or even from organizations that are part of a patient community. Also, number eight, trust your instincts. If something feels off, then it probably is off. 
off. And if you feel that way, it may be worth investigating, but don't delay. Don't sit on this. Don't wonder, should I bother or looking into this or not? The short answer is yes. Never hesitate. Take action because it is your health and it could be your life. Also, number nine, act promptly. If you identify poor quality care, act quickly. Talk with your doctor. Talk with your ombudsman or patient advocate at the health system or talk with one of the staff in the clinic and make sure that you communicate what your concerns are about the poor quality care, making sure that the healthcare provider hears your opinion because they are there to serve. And it's very important that if you do not get satisfaction in talking with these people, then you either have to escalate to a higher authority within the clinic or health system, or you need to find a new healthcare provider. So by recognizing these signals and following the action steps I've talked about here today, I think you can be very proactive and understand that you can get the quality of care you deserve, and this will lead to your improved health and wellness. So for Ask Dr. Paul, I will see you next time. Thank you.